Hey listeners, before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting choice.card.co. That's choice.card.co. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. Oh, I am here. Wow, you got through that intro fast. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and Samson Davis. It's the same speed that it's always been, so I don't know what to say, Stace. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined once again by Diana D'Amico. Woo! Guys, they didn't let me leave. I've been here this whole time. Send help! <laughs> Hi, guys. There's no help for Dan. There's no help for you. Yeah. That's like true. Daniel in the editing closet. So, no mercy. If for some reason you guys are listening to this episode before the prior one that Diana was on, um, I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, you do you. You live your life. Keep that chaos energy. That sounded pretty judgy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a little judgy. Yeah. More like beyond our comprehension. Ooh, there we go. Okay. All right, I take Uh, it back. That explanation was a choice. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Diana is a pro GM, a game designer, one half of Bard and Barbarian, and a dice goddess. And Diana, why don't you tell people what the other kinds of things that you're doing and the kinds of projects you're doing? Oh, boy. Yeah, so I'm writing on a couple TTRPGs that you all should see coming out later this year. I'm including my first self-published RPG about robots who are puppy-sitting. Nice. (laughs) You know, I I choose to pull scenarios from real life. Um, I'm also the resident storyteller over at Renegade Games, where you can watch my Vampire the Masquerade and Hunter the Reckoning actual plays all set in Miami. It has seagulls, it has intrigue, it has diablerie. What more could you possibly want? And yeah, I'm the director of communications and marketing for Die Hard Dice. So by day, I make cool clicky clacks. Okay, I wanted to ask this last time and I forgot, but are you the bard half or the barbarian half? Oh, I love this question. This is my favorite thing. What do you think? Huge bard vibes. Bard by day, barbarian by night. Ooh. I'm 10,000 percent the barbarian. Ah. <laughs> my, oh, wow. If you've ever seen my husband's mustache, you would know without a doubt that he is the bard. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Wait, what kind of mustache is this? Oh man. So this is gonna be a little bit of of a divergence. I'm so sorry, Daniel, but 
It is a handle, not a handlebar mustache. It has a special name. I'm really bad. But he goes to facial hair competitions. Tell me it's mutton chops. (gasps) Tell me it's mutton chops. No, it's not (laughs) mutton chops. His mustache is ranked 13th in the world. It's pretty spectacular. I need a picture of this. I need to see it. He is Stash Man Dew on Twitter. Go check it out. He posts pictures of his face all the time. You all thought you were here for a TTRPG. Fuck you. We're talking about facial hair. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Dash. Oh. Told that, you. Damn. That's definitely a top 13 in the world stash. Right? Not barbarous at all. Although now I want to play a barbarian with a fantastic mustache like that. because How would you keep it clean with all the blood? The blood is how you keep the shape. Well, hey, if I could just cut in real quick. You know what is perfect for throwing around? Dice. Metal dice, acrylic dice, and you can get fantastic dice such as those at Die Hard Dice. They are a great little business that uh, supports us because if you go to their website, buy their beautiful products, and then use our code Explorers1 at checkout, you get 10% off. That's cheaper dice, high quality dice for cheaper. And you support us, you support them so they can continue making dice. And Diana can, you probably use those dice to like toss through her husband's lovely mustache. Yeah, it's true. All right. Let's see. Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Diana. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. So our amazing adventurers found themselves in the company of Salah when a strange woman with a flaming halo burst through the door and pretended to be covertly trying to deliver a message. It wasn't very covert. It did not go well. Dilly and Nix quickly discovered that their companions had not, in fact, made the journey with them. So in trying to discover what had happened to them, they opened the front door to a very angry little drunk woman, after which chaos ensued. I mean, a lot of really weird shit happened. But at the end of it, we figured <laughs> out that there was a, a <laughs> there was a coded message that Augusta, this new addition, was delivering to Salah, the shop owner, who said, well, it's not really for me. It's for... Priya? Is that right? Priya? Who would be down in the catacombs. So they decided to go down into the catacombs to try and find Priya and deliver this message so that Augusta could not feel like she failed. And we ended the episode surrounded by a bunch of Minos's men who were determined to take us back to the crime lord himself for a little chit-chat. And there was an absolutely iconic flaming wicker basket scene. Yes. That yeah. bears mentioning. Mm-hmm. Some property destruction. Light property destruction. Light for Nothing this big. podcast, for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And a little kerfuffle with a wanted poster. Some, you know, dietary choices were made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Dilly, you've just heard this voice saying, Minus wants a word. Dilly turns around, because Dilly is disguised, as of last episode. Both Dilly and Nick are disguised. They're disguised now. They weren't a moment ago when the posters were there. That was what the even or odd roll was. Somebody saw it. Oh, I knew it. All right. Well, Dilly doesn't know that. So Dilly will say, um, I don't know who you're talking about, friends. My name's not Dilly. It's not? Nice. <laughs> nice. On brand for this Just podcast. Just the slowest head turn <laughs> <laughs> to Augusta. Oh, oh, it's no, it's, it's not. It's not. I thought you said Jilly. <laughs> you're doing wonderful. <laughs> Are you really trying to boldface your way through this? Dilly doesn't know it's not going to work, but Dilly is trying. Because Dilly doesn't know there was an even odd roll. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think they have you made is the problem. Otherwise, I would let you... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's cute. 
We know all about you and your tricks of the light. It's funny seeing you here. Minos is in town. You're in town. Best of both worlds. Is it real Minos or is it like puppet Minos? What do you mean puppet Minos? You know, is it like actually Minos or is it the little puppet Minos that Minos pretends that Minos is? What's unclear about my question? Like He pauses. He looks at the others like, do you guys know anything about a puppet? <laughs> Everybody's shaking their head. Hmm. So probably puppet Minos. So like, I'm thinking... While this is happening, Dilly's just like, does nobody yes and anymore? What the fuck? <laughs> well, I, I'd heard that Minos was here on business. It, if that, I don't know if he's a puppet or not. Like, do you mean like a literal? No, I mean like a construct of some kind that is like actually being controlled from afar. Well, why would that matter? Well, we're just trying to find like the real, real Minos and not like the puppet Minos. I mean, for all intents and purposes, that corporeal being is Minos in this particular capacity. So yeah, but like we're trying to kill Minos and eventually, and like why kill well, the puppet? Maybe don't say that in front of the guards though, because it's kind of it sounds like a secret. No, not a secret. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Minos knows that we're like interested in his death. Guys, Minos knows that we're interested in his death, right? Delia's staring dumbfounded at these two. Nix is definitely activating, moving like water. The guards appear to be at a loss for a month. He's thugs at, rather. And then the one who's in charge seems to sort of almost shake his head for a second. And he's like, listen, you can have a pass if you're who I think you are. We just want the little guy. Oh, yeah. No, see, that's the problem. Like, to get the little guy, uh, you have to go through me. And I'm going to do my best to fuck you up. So, like, do you want to do this? Oh, that was cool. Well, okay, so are you trying to, like, intimidate them? Or I mean, if they're intimidated by this, that's fine. Nix is just breaking it down for them. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that Augusta inadvertently assists that action? Because as tensions rise in this conversation, she's going to get very anxious, which means she is going to burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, nice. I could give you okay. an asset for that. It's an asset, Nix, you're specialized in social interactions. Yeah. So that makes this, with the assist, this is a three for Nix. Oh, seven. We're so hoping it would be a one. <laughs> they look a little startled because, listen, if you're the, the traveler of the, that one, we don't want any trouble with you, but we got to bring this guy in. Not a traveler anymore. Okay. I'm thinking that it might be the best for, like, your bodies and, like, general peace in this alley and us if you just pretended that you never saw us here today. I feel like I should make you roll yeah, yeah. one more time, no, that feels but fair. it's going to be a really easy roll. I think it's going to be a three. Are the other, like, guard-type dudes, do they have weapons drawn on us? Not so much drawn. Like, their hands are on, like, their weapons, like, so they could, like focused on being intimidating. There's one person who has essentially a club out, and they're the ones who knocked out Salah. But other than that, the rest of them have their hands on their weapons, but they're not, like, out. They didn't, like, come up expecting to, like, throw down right now. Okay. The fools. Fifteen. The leader kind of stands there for a second, then looks at the other gang members and says, uh, do you guys see anything? And they all start shaking their heads. My mistake. And then, before he leaves, he leans down to Dilly and says... Catch you later, Dilly. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Briefly, he'll see one of his, Dilly's eyes turn like red for a moment. He'll kind of recoil from that and walk away. And I don't know what shows through the Hulk Hogan illusion, but Nick's like distends her jaw, sticks out her forked tongue for a half a second before she snaps her jaw back together. 
Okay. They definitely start skittering away much faster. And you guys are here in front of Salah's, well, not in front of, but close to Salah's shop with Salah knocked out and unconscious on the ground next to you. Next, we'll pick Salah up and toss him over his shoulder and deposit Salah back inside. Take some ciphers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, right. Oh, uh, Augusta. Yeah. Five, totally cool. Four, three, it's not cool. It happens at the worst times. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, the situation's cool. Do you just want to come inside so we can close the door? Mm-hmm. Just inside. Okay. Are, are you robbing him? No. So Salah's also like a guardian. So kind of like his duty to support our mission to deliver this message and then like save the organization by restoring the fire. So it's not robbing. It's more like an advance. And we, we have a budget. Yeah, we have a budget. Yeah. We, yeah. we have a tab. Yeah. Seems a little like robbery, but I guess you guys have done this before, so it must be okay. Oh, yeah, we've robbed places, yeah, for sure. Uh, Wait, you just said it wasn't... Yeah, it's totally okay. Salah is getting what he deserves, financially and otherwise. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, have fun. If you're stealing some ciphers, you'll find two. We are leaving an IOU saying, like, hey, take it out of our budget. Okay. But we're definitely taking the coolest ones. Yes. okay i'll give you two cool ones you find a small device that is labeled on the shelf as a field emitter when it's activated it emits an invisible energy field for one hour that extends out into an immediate range around it any living creature other than the user experiences nausea and physical discomfort making all their tasks modified one step to the detriment and i'm sorry how big is the field immediate the other one is a small globe that Dilly would recognize almost immediately as an instant servant. It's a small device. It expands into roughly a two-foot-tall automaton that can understand verbal commands of whoever activates it. Once it's activated, the servant can be commanded without it being in action. It can make attacks, things like that. It's whatever the level the cipher is. It'll never go farther than long range from the user, and it operates for one hour per cipher level. So... Samson, roll me 1d6. Six. It's a level eight servant. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, can I snag that instant servant? Oh, yeah. Nyx takes the field emitter. This would be good in combat or like as a prank. Oh, yeah. We could put it like in a doorway. <laughs> yeah, I kind of already have one of those, but the one I have, it's everybody within an immediate range. So that's, I haven't really had a use for it yet. So, but that one's much more useful than when you have. So Augusta. Yeah. We will pay for these, but, like, didn't you totally rip off that one chick? Which chick? The one that passed. Sally? That, yeah, Sally. Oh, no. No. No, I told her that I would pay her all of the money that Salah owed me, which was zero dollars. So it was perfectly safe. I did exactly what I said I would. Of course, yeah, yeah. All right, so you're morally flexible like us. That's fine. Yeah, it was. Well, no, I didn't rob anyone and... So just, like, lied. Again, I'm not, like, making a judgment here. No, I skirted a hard truth. Right. Flexible. Sounds like Sally just didn't ask the right questions. Exact. Thank you, Dilly. Yeah, uh, Sally should have known better than to assist a total stranger. Really, uh, I did her a favor. Yeah, by teaching her lessons about the cruel, hard world. No, I totally get it. Yeah. Now I'm kind of scared that you're agreeing with me, but, um... I, uh... 
I'm agreeable. What can I say? All right. <laughs> Down the fountain? Oh, yeah. Put that message in like a, you know, like a waterproof bag or whatever. So it doesn't get wet. Are there any Ziplocs around? You've got something like that that you would, probably would have used on your journey. No, but if it's, I it's say long... Ziploc, now you have a spot where you can go and ask for a sponsorship because it's featured on your show. Um, so Ziploc uh, brand specifically, because it's going to keep that message dry and safe. <laughs> right. You're welcome. <laughs> Except in the science fantasy world, instead of made out of plastic, it's, you know. Made out of zips. It's like drawn out like bug fluids. Mm. It's like stretchy a little. So it's eco-friendly then? Yeah, it's biodegradable for sure. Wow. Thanks, Ziploc brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a quick check on Sala, just to say that we didn't leave him bleeding. He'll be fine, you think? Okay, cool. <laughs> then we leave him just propped up on his desk. Mm-hmm. I will flip his open sign to closed. Yes. Ah, good idea. And Nix will lock the door. How would you like to do that from the outside? Can't you like lock in, oh, the doorknob? And then you close it behind you. That's how I lock myself out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Not the deadbolt, but the one that's part of the actual doorknob. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Salah doesn't have that kind of door. Nyx assumes the key is on Salah. So Mm -hmm. there is a key on Salah. She'll lock the deadbolt from the outside and then pocket the key. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Dilly has also changed the disguises for Dilly and Nyx. Augusta, do you want to be disguised so we can get through all this without being recognized or remembered. Augusta looks like she's about to shake her head, but then she kind of like leans in really close to you, Dilly, and she says, can you make me taller? I can make you appear taller, but you will still be the same height. That's close enough. Absolutely. How tall would you like to be? Taller than Nyx. (laughs) I mean, fine. A seven foot tall person appears. I'm going to say long red hair, mismatched colored eyes. Cool. So I'm David Bowie. That could not have worked out better, honestly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Nyx looks like uh, Randy Savage. Randy <laughs> Savage, okay. Oh, how far we've come from Steampunk Dracula. Ah, those were the days. <laughs> so where are you guys going? What are you doing? To the Great. So you guys climb down the Great. You get some odd looks, but there's so much weird things going on in Shalmas all the time mm-hmm. with the different echoes and things like that, that, you know, people only sort of glance at you in passing. And as you slip down the grates, there is, sure enough, there's aqueduct here, but then there's also a clear portion of the wall that is, whereas the aqueduct is sort of made of stone, there is like a opening that's sort of circular, but made of synth and has a very prior world feel to it. You know, we never asked Salah where Priya was in the catacombs. Well, we also don't know that this is necessarily what he meant he said it hooks up with the catacombs somewhere but are there any signs of life any sounds we can hear anything like that Ooh, well give me a perception roll of 12 to start since you are trained i believe it's a nine i am trained correct let's roll a different d20 this time well that's not gonna do it that's a four yeah you find that with the water flowing through here like it's making it hard to pick out noises as they're kind of bouncing around, so you, you don't necessarily see anything or hear anything that tells you directly which way to go. Can Nick's attempt to tr- do some tracking? She could try. I think tracking would be a f- 15, which would be a 12 for Nick's, right? Mm-hmm. And this is intellect-based? Yep. I'll spend two levels of effort. Okay, so two levels of effort brings it down to a six. Eleven. Okay. You 
notice some scuff marks along the walls. You're not sure what they are, but they look like somebody like somebody stumbled and smeared like mud across the wall or something like that, seeming to head into that sort of synth prior world area. Because of course it does, right? Oh yeah, they uh, definitely headed this way. Is there a door handle? It's just an open passage. It's oh, not, it's, it's not, not like a door. Oh, it's an opening. Uh, an open opening. So yeah, Nix will be like, all right, this way. All right. Okay. So you guys start walking down this corridor. The sound of the water grows more distant behind you as you go. It is quite dark down here, but between the glowing, flaming halo, Dilly can see in the dark, and Nick's between the ambient light, you're getting enough. But as you guys are walking down this corridor, you encounter a place where the corridor kind of shifts off to the right and to the left. And there is a figure collapsed on the ground there. Is it race? It's race-sized. <laughs> Next, we'll crouch down and see if it's race. No, Next, we have a chance here to just move on. No, I mean, Dilly, like, I get what you're saying. <laughs> that it is extremely tempting, but also, like, one of us. <sighs> yeah, all right. Gusta, meet race. Well, first we'll see if it's actually race. Yo, race. Ugh. Ugh. Hi, Reese. I'm Augusta. <laughs> what? what? Uh, this figure looks up at you, and you notice that both of his nostrils are bleeding. And he says, uh, uh, Nice to meet you. And then he looks at Nix and Dilly, and he's like, Well, are you guys still disguised? Yes. <laughs> he's like, Who? Uh, oh, hi, Augusta. Who the hell are you guys? Oh, right. Dilly drops disguises. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I. Did Cha-Cha find you? Uh, no. No, we, uh, we're looking for you two, so... What happened? Why... Why'd you guys leave? I don't know. We were in Salah's shop, and the, there was just nobody there. And then Cha-Cha got the idea to start looking around for you guys, and she led us down here, and... And the bottom of a fountain was the first place you chose to look? Well, Cha-Cha's weird. Yeah, this is actually pretty on brand for Cha-Cha. And are we not, like, down here? So... Was she far off? I mean, we followed the ghosts down here. I don't really feel like that counts. Ghosts? You're ghosts. Honestly, Race, we were pretty sure you were dead. Well, I was. Oh, well, thank God you guys found me. He coughs into his hand, and he sits back up, and he's like, Chacha was right here with me. I don't know what happened. Did you get in a fight? I don't think so. We were down here. Did you scan something? Well, yeah, I was trying to... Like, she wanted me to check to see if any of this piping around here was significant. So I tried to scan it. And next thing I knew, I woke up with you guys here. All right. Yeah. Okay. So Augusta's also a guardian, if that wasn't clear. Okay. Just FYI. Nice to nice to be a fellow guardian. You have fire on your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> You've got blood on your nose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a like a handkerchief and starts like wiping the blood away from his nose and then he coughs into the handkerchief. <laughs> Yo, Race, maybe you should just like head back. Here's the key to Salah's shop. Just go in there, check on Salah for us cuz like we left him unconscious in his shop and get a little rest while we look for Chacha. Are you kidding? I'm not going to leave a fellow guardian down here. I'll, I'll help you find her. Well, we're, really, we're looking for Priya. Do you know Priya? 
Priya. Um, I know the name. She's a proctor, right? Oh, yeah. Priya the proctor. I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I know she's based in Shalmas. I don't know much else than that. Mm. Well, have you seen anyone else down here? Ooh. Evens or odds? Odds. Gotta work one of these times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stays roll, die. Don't we forget even run. Oh, 14. Apparently not this time. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think we're we're in the catacombs, maybe, but I haven't seen anybody. I guess there's supposed to be guardians down here somewhere, I understand, but I've never visited any of those locations. All right. Um, I guess, did you learn anything when you were doing the scan? Yeah. I really wanted to be an asshole and just say, like, oh, almost nothing. But no. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. It is race. These pipes and whatnot, um, they're, they're from different circuits. It's like they've been built up over on top of each other, and they're running different sources of energy. I think that there might be multiple worlds of ruins down here, each with their own network of cabling running their own kind of energy. Okay. And it's not just, like, left-behind stuff. Uh, so to speak, it's, like, still running. Like, there's still energy going through. At least in these pipings. I don't know where the machines are that they're connected to. All right. Maybe we can follow that, at least initially. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're sure you don't want to go back to Salah's race? Because you got three of us right here. You're not abandoning Chacha. You're just going to check on another fellow guardian. And if you go down, it would actually hinder us. So you, it would be, like positive and best for the team if you went back while you're not feeling strong. If you didn't want to leave, I I could make you a little safe spot right here and we can just grab you on the way back. What? You can do that? Yeah, and I'm gonna reach into my pocket and pull out kind of this globe-shaped thing, and you'll see her shake it, and then immediately it starts growing into this huge sort of cocoon looking shape Augusta's gonna stand back and just kind of like Vanna White at it (laughs) yeah or you can go in that race well I mean I feel bad if I'm not helping you guys I mean yeah but Augusta just like generated this cocoon for you are you gonna turn it down oh man (laughs) go back into the cocoon race go into the pod race okay (laughs) so who wants to lead this role with race it's gotta be next Nix has the social stuff, right? Okay. So Nix, you'll have two assets on top of the social because both of your companions are helping you try to convince Race to do this. So, nine. Wow. Race is hard to convince. (sighs) Nix's little vein starts going. She's going to spend another level of effort to make that a six. Mm Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Okay. So he's looking at you. He's like, I I guess I I could do that. It, It looks pretty safe. And what would you like for a minor effect? Would some sort of of clue about if these are, in fact, the the referenced catacombs, if we're in the right spot, not only for Cha-Cha, but for Priya as well? Or confirmation one way or the other. Yeah. Sure. And if this is... Sure. Reese says, okay, well, like I said, I don't know exactly where the Guardian space is down here, but like I said, I'm pretty sure these are the the catacombs in question, and that, that one seems to go south across town. That one seems to go north. Alright. You're gonna hop in that cocoon? I suppose he coughs again into his hand. You'll feel much better with a little bit of rest. 
oh, I'm, I'm sure. And he starts climbing in. And Augusta, you would notice that as he's climbing in, his right palm is just spotted in red blood from his coughs. What ha- Does the cocoon, like, close around? How does that... Yeah, so it'll climb inside and it kind of very much, in a creepy, weird, sentient, organic way, sort of seals itself around him. So I didn't ask, but uh, what is this cocoon going to do? Well, it's it's kind of like a cozy sleeping bag. You go in, you rest. Oh, all right. Good. Glad it's uh, glad it's not malicious. That's good. Wait, you, you didn't know what it was and you just let your friend climb in? Well, I trusted you, Augusta, and it seems like I was right, too. Well, I mean, yeah, but... You know, and never you know, mind. Even though you lied to <laughs> Sally, I thought we're all on the same team. So if you thought... Well, you're really not going to let that go, are you? It's just... I mean, I'm not... I was on a mission. I had stuff to do. I, I made a poor call. I'm not making a moral judgment. I'm just saying. You keep bringing it up. Because you judged us for not robbing the shop. It was really just a kind of a question. Why you taking all his stuff, but the IOU made me feel much better about it. I mean, everything was all itemized. You really did a thorough listing there, so. And you, like, did not react well to the whole wanted thing? I mean, I, I, look, I have, like, four friends, and none of them are wanted criminals. It was just a bit jarring is all, and I didn't know what you were wanted for. You could have been murderers, or... Murder is an interesting concept, really, but, uh... (laughs) That doesn't help me feel any better. (laughs) Well, how about we continue this conversation down this way? And we, Augusta, we always go the right way, as in the right path, on the right. And Like our, like the direct, like, like the direction or like right, like this is correct. No, to the right, to the right. Oh, okay. What she said. But what if we're supposed to go left? You're never supposed to go left. Like, how would you even know which way you were supposed to go? Well, I don't. Yeah, me either. Okay, uh, to the to the right it is. That's why we always pick right, because we don't know. We go to the right. So you guys go to the right <laughs> until you find a room. Ooh, a room. It's got sort of a... It's still synth, but some of the shapes inside look like almost like trees. Like if you plated a tree in synth. Like I said, there's doors to the left and the right. And there appears to be in the center of like one of those trees trunks, some sort of crystalline structure. And next to the tree is a small table that seems to have some sort of like rectangular device on it. Do either of you want to fuck with any of this or should we keep moving? I'll take a glance at this little doohickey. Dilly will approach this rectangular device and take a look at it appears to be designed for manufacturing something, and it has a fairly simple, like, actuator switch. All right. Without activating it on purpose, Dilly will inspect it and then maybe look around for any manufactured items on the ground or nearby, see what this thing actually makes. There are no other manufactured items around. Does it look like it's been used recently? I mean, we're underground. Is it is it coated in dust or something? It is definitely covered in dust. It looks like it hasn't been used in a while, but it does appear to be powered up. You can still see lights on it. Like, what is a while, I guess, is really what I'm trying to discern here. Like, long enough that you don't really have a practical way of doing it. Like, it could be something where it's been sitting here for years. It could have been sitting here for millennia. Gotcha. Well, Priya isn't down here. This thing hasn't been touched in forever. We should have gone left. Well, there's more doors. Oh, yeah. And also, I don't think Priya would go through the way we came. I think we're coming through like a back way or something. Catacombs. I feel like every entrance is kind of the back way. That's true. There's no front door. 
Unless there is. Is there a front door to the catacombs? Is there like a main entrance? I, there should be, right? It's basically like a graveyard. Like with a sign? Yeah. We should find it. <laughs> I think that might be good <laughs> to know. Well, we're already down here, so find that on the way out, I guess. Do you guys just like want to push the button? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm picturing now Nick's just like standing over there, like with her finger, like right above the button. Just <laughs> it's exactly what she's doing. Do we know what it does? No. Then no. <laughs> All right, that's one vote no. One vote yes. Dilly? Oh. Flames start to spread up Augusta's arms. <laughs> she, like, starts to tense up. I'm going to say no. All right. All right, fine. Nyx will go to the rightmost door and open it. Oh, no, we have a new method. Nyx opens all the doors. <laughs> okay. Gonna get real drafty. <laughs> Yeah, so the door to the left seems to be leading into sort of a long indigo corridor with sort of reflective glass walls. And then to the right, there's a door beyond on either side, but in this room, alongside the wall, there's this almost like greenish putty that seems to be slowly seeping down the wall. Greenish putty? All right. I guess the greenish putty is that you on board. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching it, though. I will try throwing something at it. And as we're passing through, dude, we'll just kind of pick up like a stray rock and toss it at the putty wall. Yeah, it hits the putty and kind of gets kind of glooped up in it and seems to be slowly sliding down with the putty. Okay. I think, does anyone have like an idea of what we could use this for, if anything? Nyx will look at it and barely resist the urge to lick it. Because remember the, the what well, was in the first dungeon we went in as a group? It was like a red shit like running down the walls that turned out to be edible. Mm-hmm. But next we'll ponder it, and I, I imagine this is uh, some sort of Numenera role, Daniel. Yeah, if you're trying to identify what it is. Yeah. It's probably going to be a 9, which for Nyx is a 12. Nick's going to be confident in her ability to identify Numenera. Okay. 18. The putty is not toxic. It's probably not something you should eat, though. You think you could probably use it to do some sculpting if you want it does not appear to be hazardous but it looks like it has like some consistency and you know you think that it might even be like you've seen stuff in your previous journeys that's sort of like weird like smart materials nix will scoop up like a decent amount of putty in both hands and roll it into a ball Mm -hmm. then poke two eyes with it in her finger and hold it up and be like it's hubert the second the eyes blink Ah! uh what the hell august did you see that I did, but I don't want to move too quickly. Oh, no, this is totally cool in here. Pretty safe. Like, I just walked through. I just touched the putty. Right, but it just, it blinked, and um, that's weird. So, like, I'm just wondering, um, to this point, like, you've been a guardian. Are you are you new to the organization? Well, that That's kind of, um, no, I'm, I'm not new. I've just been focusing my studies in particular areas that might not include green goo. Like what? Like what? Yeah. Fire and controlling therein and, you know, other, other things. So like, are you at, do you work at like one of the fortresses or you stay in one place? I'm just like, I'm just trying to gauge your experience level just because you seem super nervous around ruins and, like, one of the big guardian things is just going to ruins. But if that's not your guardian thing, that's totally cool. Look, I haven't really done a lot of ruins on my own. It's all been more theoretical training in my case. All right. 
So this is your first time out in the field? Not not my first time, but my first time doing something like this and and interacting with green goo. Can we just keep going, please? All right. You're you're honestly you're doing better than some other guardians I've seen in ruins, so well, I don't know about that. This is a very enclosed space, and I'm starting to feel anxious. We should really keep moving. I just need to find Priya and deliver this message, and then I can go home, please. Yeah, okay. But Desnick said you're doing great. You haven't been eaten by anything, which is pretty good. What's going to eat us? We don't know. Like, we've never been here. It's always a surprise. How are you so calm? Well, experience. I, yeah, experience. We've almost died kind of a lot. Dilly, probably, most of all. It's every time. Oh my god, I'm stuck down here with morons. I'm stuck down here with morons. Wow. (laughs) My way out of the catacombs. I, uh... We're probably the most experienced people. Five, four, three, two... I guess you guys, you know what? You you haven't died, so that's that's a good sign. Yeah, it is. Like, honestly, still kicking. Yeah. You guys hear moaning from the other side of the door. What kind of moaning? Not happy morning. Oh. Just got to check, you know. Some creaking. Because if yeah. one thing's going to make Augusta more uncomfortable in this situation. No, it's a woman's voice moaning from the other side, clearly in some sort of pain. Next, we'll open the door. There is a woman lying on the floor in this next room, and half of her head has sort of caved in. Both of her eyes have burst. Oh. And you can see the telltale tattoo marks on her arm of an auditor, as well as all the bloody holes from the tiny pieces of Numenera that have popped out and are lying in a bloody pile next to her. Next, we'll immediately scoop the auditor up. All right, we got to get her back to Celestia ASAP. Right. Well, hold, hold on just a second. Augusta's going to kind of rush to your side and sort of fiddle around in her pockets for a minute and pull out a syringe. I'm going to use the smart meat bugs. Smart meat bugs? Mm. Remove the pain that she's feeling? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you inject her, and there's a moment where her body kind of uh-huh. tightens up, but then, like, the moaning stops. And, like, it calms down. Her face, ravaged though it is does seem to calm for a moment. Like the pain is dulled. Can can you tell us what happened? The embers are going out. It's the... We knew that. Well, we got that. Um, okay. Alright. Okay. Uh, c- carry on. He's, he's coming. He has the fire. And at that moment, even though she's no longer in pain, there is a protrusion on the side of her mouth that like pushes out, almost like a multi- knuckled figure forming almost like a mandible like so if you think of like predator mouth but it was just like one of them coming out in front of her face that's not ideal oh man yeah all right i think yeah get her to salah next we'll start walking uh so augusta this uh this woman is an auditor and uh they are close with the fire and when the fire turned uh black it did this to them oh oh well i I had no idea. This is gruesome. We have unfortunately seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh. Oh, okay. We we should we should go then. Are we are we coming back? Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, we'll have to. The syringe was smart. Well, you know, I mean, 
tool for every occasion. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yes. Okay, so you're taking her back to Salas? Yeah. We'll also pick up race along the way. Okay. So you pick up race along the way, you get back to Salah. Salah is just sort of coming to consciousness by the time you guys get back into his shop. It's been a couple of hours. Also, to cover our bases, once we get out of the fountain, disguised again. And also, okay, hiding the fact that we're carrying two bodies, basically. So you come out of the... <laughs> You come out of the grate, you still get some odd looks all the same, <laughs> but you get into Salah's shop and, you know, he's just coming to, and of course you're coming in here disguised. So he looks up, he's like, I, I'm sorry, I think I, I have to close for the day. Yeah, no, you're fine, Salah. Uh, this is an auditor. This is what happened to the auditors when the flames turned black. Can you uh, assist while we go back down into the catacombs? Holy shit. Yeah. You got something in here that could expedite the healing process maybe i'll have to go through my stock i mean there's some stuff i haven't looked through yet to identify everything come on this way he leads you guys to the back and he clears off a table just like set her down here and i'll see what i can do cool dilly drags race into the room puts him on the other side oh just in the cocoon still yeah i think so okay i've also been imagining as like looking like kind of like a giant banana for some reason that's so much better than what I was imagining. Yes, it absolutely looks like a banana. Okay, cool. Um, Salah says, where'd you find her? In the catacombs. It was past the room with green putty on the side. To the right. Yes. We went down the grate in the fountain. We went into the catacombs. We went to the right. We saw the room with the tree. We saw the room with the green putty. We saw the room with the auditor. You know, if you had a map, this would be a lot easier to point out. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I. that's fine. Okay, so you found her somewhere random. Okay, um, well, that's probably not how you're going to find Priya if that's who you're looking for. And he kicks away a, a carpet showing a trap door leading down. Thank you! Son of a bitch. Well worth it, guys, for the diversion. We found Race. We found the auditor. Uh, but let's not waste any more time. And Nyx pulls open the trap door and, like, gestures grandly for the other two to head down. <laughs> Augusta will gesture grandly to <laughs> Dilly to lead the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dilly just kind of gives both of them a look it's like, all right, yeah. Dilly hops in. Okay. So you hop in. It's a pretty straightforward, like, sort of entrance chamber with one door. One of the things you can notice is that in here, there are actually, like, more recent markings and things like that. Like, some of it is scripts that you recognize. And, you know, if you're just following the has like it doesn't take you long before you find a room that once again these are sort of like plain areas but you find a room that has two dead bodies in it fucking god damn it all right well i mean they are the catacombs <laughs> are these like although these are f freshly dead bodies that's what i was afraid of look i don't know how it works i've never been down here before right, yeah <laughs> all right let's check them daily will check for identification if any Look at their right arms. The only identification is that the mark on the ashen gray mark on their arms, their forearms. And proctors don't have like a special mark. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next, we'll climb back up and pop her head out of the trap door. Salah. What? Bad news. We got uh, two dead guardians down here. Oh God, what the hell did you guys do? We didn't do anything. We found them. Okay. Let me finish taking. They're dead though, right? Next, like looks down. They're dead, right? Yeah. Very dead. Yes. Can we t can we tell how they died? Violently. Violently dead. 
they are uh, unfortunately violently dead. Okay. Well, then I'm going to keep working with the auditor here, and then I'll, I'll come down and check on them in a bit, but... Can you describe Priya for us, just in case? Yeah, tall woman, dark hair, missing her left ear. Does that match either one? No. All right, so not uh, not Priya then. Two other people. Mm-hmm. All right, going back down. Dan, when you say violently, slashing, bludgeoning, does this look like an animal attack or a... Okay. Slashing. Claws or like a sword? Probably claws, I think. Okay. So, might have been an animal, might have been just a... Just a real asshole of a killer. Okay. Well, whatever it is, I hope it's gone. I mean... Yeah. Why would people come down here if it's so dangerous? Well, Steadfast is dangerous. Everywhere it's dangerous. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, the, but but down here in the catacombs, it's not like you have a whole lot of options as far as getting away from whatever it is that's trying to kill you. I'm just saying, like... I don't think it was dangerous until very recently. Just my thoughts. What are you thinking right now, Daniel? It's on your mind. You hear a scream. Male or female. Or non-binary. Can we tell? High-pitched? You can't tell. Like, it, it probably bends towards the femme side. I will charge in whatever direction I hear it coming from, assuming that it is Priya at this point. Mm-hmm. And wanting to make sure I can complete my mission. Okay. So, you charge forward into a room. Uncharacteristically. Like, just away from the other folks. Right. Nix is like, now... <laughs> And heads right after her. Yeah, so you charge into a room that has a body on the ground, a man, but notably his body is completely desiccated, like he's been drained of all fluids. Buddy cap. That's not the only thing in here. On the far side is a woman matching Priya's description, and she is currently surrounded by three they look like humans. They have the guardian mark there, except they have these like protruding, like essentially like mandible mouths, and their hands have like long bony spurs on them, and they are approaching her. Well, that's not good. Yeah. So I think Augusta's body immediately is wreathed in flame again, mm-hmm. and you just kind of see her reach above her head towards her halo. And she just flings fire towards the advancing creatures. Cool. So you'll get a surprise round on them. It says hurl flame, two intellect points. Uh, well, shroud of flame, which is the body being yep. breathed in flame, is active. You can reach into your halo and hurl fire at a target at a ranged attack. Target must be within short range, and it does four points of fire damage on a hit. Okay, perfect. And so this is going to be an 18 to hit them. That's a high number. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Effort helps. Yeah, so you could spend speed effort to try to make it easier. So that would cost you three for the first level and two for any subsequent level. You're tier five, so you could theoretically spend up to five levels of effort. Okay, let's spend two. Okay, so that would be a total of five speed points, and that would bring it down to a 12 for you to hit. That's a slightly more achievable number. And an 18 will do. Okay, and an 18 is plus two damage. Sweet. This thing shrieks as you hit it, and it turns. And now it is going to be initiative time for everybody. Oh, yeah. 13. Uh Uh-oh, 18. Next, you're slowing down. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just a straight d20 roll? 
Yeah, so it's a straight d20 roll. You can spend speed effort to try to get better initiative. 13. Okay, then first up is Dilly. Dilly will pop a large gray pill. I am activating my stone gut cipher. Mm. Okay, cool. Yep. Next up are the baddies. The one that just got burned by Augusta is going to come charging over at her with rapid speed. And please make an 18 speed defense roll. So you have training, I think. I am trained, yes. Okay, so then it's a 15 for you to dodge. Okay. Is this a melee attack? Melee range? It is. He will take damage if he hits you. Great. Yeah. <gasps> nice. Well, it tries to touch or strike you. It isn't actually hits. He takes two anyway. Okay. And that's a 16 on the dot. Okay, so he tries to swing, and he burns his little fingies on the wreath of flame. Just widow fingies, ooh. <laughs> yes. And uh, he shrieks. The other one is going to take a swing at Priya. Stacey, even rods. Oh my, evens. It's Priya. That hurts. Probability engine. Can I do it? Okay. Sure. It was an eight, so. That's an even. So it doesn't hit? So it doesn't hit now. Priya does not get hit. Roll depletion on that real quick. 87. Okay. Um, next one is going to come over. Nix and Dilly are a ways away, so they're probably good. This other one is probably going to try to attack Augusta again, so they'll take two damage. Do it. You won't. <laughs> I double dog dare you. Yep. So it is a 15. I say that, but I'm running out of good rolls, let's be honest here. Yeah, seven won't help me much. It does six points of damage. But you have one armor, so it's five. Okay, so that's 11 now. Okay. Okay. Next up could be either Augusta or Nyx. Nyx, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> Augusta says that she, like, adjusts her jaw. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Nyx, step up. <laughs> you enjoy this fight? Mm-hmm. All right. Nyx is going to use jump attack, I think. Okay. And so I attempt a difficulty four might roll to jump high into the air as part of my melee attack action. So should I roll that first and then roll to hit? Yeah. Okay. So that'll be a six for Nyx because she has those two free levels of might effort. Mm-hmm. I got 13. So the jump attack will be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I can choose to use effort to enhance the jump. Each level of effort used in this way adds two feet to the height and one damage to the action. So I'd like to use my remaining three levels of effort to do that. Okay. So what this will do is the one that just hit Augusta, Nyx will mm-hmm. jump in the air, land on top of them, knock them prone, and inflict 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 damage. Yeah, 14 damage knocks him prone. Wow. Wow. It's badass. Obviously, she lands synth leg first. They're in rough, <laughs> rough shape. Like, they're barely hanging on that one. Um, Augusta. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm picturing this, like, Augusta sort of cracks her neck and, like, winds up <laughs> to take a swing at the one that just hit her, and all of a sudden, it's just gone. <laughs> Next is, like, superhero crouched right in front of you. So I think what's going to happen is Augusta's flames are going to glow just a little bit brighter for a second. She's going to reach back into her pocket, pull out a small cube, and she just taps the top of it. And I'm going to use extra time. (gasps) Fucking what time again? 
Okay, cool. So functionally, the way that this works is after using your action to activate this device, time slows down for the user, and they can take up to three additional actions while the rest of the world seemingly stands still. Oh! Oh my god. So not like... <laughs> wow! So, three actions. Augusta is going to advance on the creature that just took a swing at Priya, even though I don't really know this is Priya, I'm just assuming. Mm -hmm. And she'll sort of reach up into her halo again, except this time she's going to draw it down, and it actually elongates into a sword. Mm. And then I think we're going to... (laughs) We're going to do, like, a Cloud Strife Limit Break kind of style multi-action swing on this creature. So I'm going to take three attacks on it. Okay. So just remember that with your extra time, you'll take damage for each of those extra actions that you're taking. Oh, that's fine. How much? Uh, Three points of damage. (sighs) For each of the extra actions, the user takes three points of damage. You have two left. Okay. That's fine. You need to roll me an 18 three times. Even though time is stopped, essentially? I'm just throwing it out there, like... I know, it's weird how it's worded, because it's like, it's like you resolve it normally. I'll tell you what, I will give you two assets on it, which makes it a 12, since you're moving so fast. Okay. First one's a 14. Okay. 17. Come on, do the thing. 17. Nice. Okay, so 17s are plus one damage. And the sword inflicts two additional points of damage, and then I'm on fire, so <gasps> I inflict two additional damage. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's see, so that's a lot. Two of them are nine and one of them is eight. So twenty seven total? Wow. Yeah. What does it look like when you cut this thing to pieces? <laughs> so I love this because it's I'm moving superhumanly fast to the rest of you. It's literally like you see a blinding flash of light. Augusta is not where she was a second ago. And then all of a sudden, you hear this sort of, like, crispy, squelchy noise as this thing just falls into pieces to the floor. Augusta's standing there with a flaming sword in hand. Holy shit. Does it cauterize? Is it like a lightsaber? It was too fast. So the skin on the outside is crispy now, but uh, you still kind of get that, like, cooked meat from the inside. Smells like barbecue in here now. Nick recoils. Too well done. Too well done. Her human's rare. So Augusta takes nine damage from the extra tasks. Yep. Back up to the top. Dilly, there is one of these creatures that is in very bad shape on the ground. One of them that is standing that's mostly whole. And one that was just utterly destroyed by Augusta. Well, those two seem taken care of. So Dilly's going to go towards the uh, fresher one, clutching his stomach. And then from his mouth is going to be kind of like a clear aerosol kind of thing, then I am going to use my Stone Guts Cypher and try to turn this guy into stone. Doesn't say I have to roll for anything, so it just kind of happens. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, so you vomit the contents of your stomach, which immediately dries into a cement around them. So it's a level four Cypher that you did, so Mm -hmm. this thing, based off its level, will be able to get out, but they're going to have to waste an action doing And The one on the ground is going to try to stand back up, and it's basically going to spend its turn, like, backing up from Nyx. And the one that is in the concrete will, like, start breaking themselves free. 
And then it is Nyx's turn. Nyx will attempt to finish off the one right in front of her. Okay. All right. So that is going to be an 18. Nyx is going to go with her standard punch. Mm-hmm. Go unarmed, specialized. So 12. Two levels of free light effort to make it a six. And I got a six. So eight damage. Okay. What does it look like when you punch this thing to death? Oh. It had one hit point left, by the way. Okay, so only one (laughs) hit point left, so it's a little bit overkill. (laughs) So, yeah, Nyx will punch it straight in the skull and just sort of like her fist almost just like goes through. And she's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) But then she uses successive attack. Oh, right. Which allows her to attack a second foe as part of the same action upon killing an enemy. And she's going to bite. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how how broken free of the cement? Because Nyx isn't going to, like... But there's, like, a spot where Nyx can bite without, like, breaking her fangs. Okay. We'll say it's hindered while it's still breaking free. Okay, so 12. Two levels of my effort again. 11. So Nyx, yeah, unhinges her jaw, fully extends her fangs, and bites this creature in in the neck Mm -hmm. and we'll do eight damage and this creature is further hindered okay yeah jesus okay augusta there is one of these creatures still there okay so augusta is going to kind of seeing that problems almost solved sort of reach back to put her halo back in its spot but Mm -hmm. kind of gestures forward when she releases it and three sort of beams of flame are going to shoot forth from her halo. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to use fire tendrils. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when you wish it, your halo sprouts three tendrils of flame that last for up to ten minutes. As an action, you can use them to attack, making a separate attack roll for each. Each tendril inflicts four points of damage, but are otherwise standard attacks. So, does that mean it's an 18 to hit? Yes. And hindered from the well, actually, no, because he's hindered now. Um, he's hindered by two steps because he's got venom in him and he's still breaking free. So it is a 12 to hit. Okay. First one's a 3, mm. 13, 15. So 8 further fire damage. He does not like that. <laughs> There's much shrieking and flexing of mandibles at you. And it is now Dilly's turn. Uh, well, oh man, don't know. Dilly can really add much, so Dilly is just going to create three illusory selves of himself mm-hmm. and have them just kind of like run around. This guy just kind of like jumping and dancing and trying to grab his attention while the real Dilly goes and sees how Priya's doing. Priya's hurt, but not too bad. Okay. She's sort of panting along the side of the wall. She's trying to get herself into position. She seems to be fumbling for a weapon. And next up will be the baddie who has broken free, and he can't decide who he thinks is more dangerous right now. So he's probably going to go after Augusta. So that would be a 15 since you're trained. Let's hope this goes well. <laughs> nope, that's a 5. <laughs> Nyx will take that. Oh, that's right, because Nyx can do take the attack. Okay, he's about to hit Augusta, and Nyx jumps in the way. Face first. Face first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nyx will take six damage. Okay, so five because Nyx also has one armor. And that's what Nyx is doing this round. So, Augusta. Do you want me to do the thing that I know will do damage, or do you want me to do the really cool thing? 
Oh, wow. What a question. I, You know, I know it's a loaded question, but... Do the cool thing, honestly. Cool. All right. So, watching Nyx take this blow for her, Augusta is now even further enraged. And Nyx, you kind of have a bird's eye view of this. Augusta takes sort of a <laughs> flying leap to try and get over you like literally clear you and at first you're like what are you doing you're itty bitty fucking stop but then huge wings made entirely of fire sprout from her back and i would like to try and grab the thing sort of through the armpit and fling it against a wall oh shit okay I love this. So it's still got a hindrance. It's unexpected, so it's going to hinder it again. So I think this is a 12. Is there anything I can do to make this easier? Let's see if you have enough might. I do have a bunch of illusory selves of daily running around here, so he's kind of distracted. That would make it a 9 for you. Okay. Because I don't think you have enough might points left to spend effort to... I don't. I have two. Yeah, so this will be a 9. 16. Noise. What does it look like when you kill this thing against the wall? I like to think that the impact of this creature hitting the wall would really make Nyx proud. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's sort of a, like a crunching noise, and then there's just, you just don't see a body anymore. There's just nothing there. But it all happens very quickly. And then Augusta is just sort of hovering on these wings. The entire room that we're in is completely illuminated at this point as she kind of touches back down and they sort of dissipate into the air. Nick's definitely, like, just took, like, a blow to the jaw. There's, like, blood and, like, spittle flying out as her, like, head turns and she just watches in absolute wonder as this whole thing happens. (laughs) Uh, I will rush over to where Priya is Dilly, you were trying to check on her and take care of her, right? Uh, yeah, but seems like, apart from some minor injuries, she's fine. So, Dilly's like, all right, hi, I'm Dilly. She's like, oh, God, uh, hi, Priya. And she looks down at your arm and notices, like, the mark there. And she's like, I guess it's a little easier to recognize each other these days. Oh, yeah. I just want to say, and we can resolve this whenever, but Nyx, like, doesn't stick around because we saw the mandible from the auditor. So she is heading back to warn Salah. Oh, shit. Okay. I will, if if I can see Nyx kind of jetting, I'll run over to sort of help Dilly with Priya. But I'm going to be talking to her the whole time about how I was sent there, Salah, to find her because the message that I carry is actually for her. And does she know how to decode it? Because that really isn't common knowledge. It's unreasonable for them to expect her to know how to decode the encrypted message. <laughs> She's just going to kind of nervously ramble the entire way back. Priya will kind of grunt and say like, okay, okay, slow, slow down, slow down. Give me the message. I'll try to take a look at it as we go. She'll pull out her Ziploc bag, <laughs> which remained intact through the fire. Wow. It's like really high quality, guys. Um, and then <laughs> she'll hand over the note to Priya. When Priya's looking at it, she's like, oh, oh, I'm really sorry. What did you say your name was? Augusta? Yes. Yeah, this is addressed to Priya, but... This is the wrong city. <laughs> yeah, we have similar underground caverns. 
What I'm trying to tell you is that your Priya is in another catacomb. Uh, Augusta stops dead in her fucking tracks. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to go to... You better hurry up, because I would start swearing at you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were... You were it, it looks like you were supposed to go to Gon. I don't know why they sent you to Shalmas. I, I dropped this woman. I don't care who the fuck she is. <laughs> Yo, wait, wait, wait. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Rushes into danger to deliver her message. Finds out it's not the right recipient. <laughs> no, see, this right here, this was a two, not a five. You you got it wrong. <laughs> I don't know why she sent you here. Well, you're lucky she did, because you probably would have been dead without her. So at least start with a thank you. How about? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Seriously, I I don't know what happened. Like, my whole life is a lie. What? I don't. Where do I need to go? Oh, gone. So it's to you know the southwest of Navarine. Like, so you've got to get to the ocean. I don't know why they sent you to Shalmas. We should go back to Salah. You bring her up into Salah's place, and he is currently like trying to help the auditor. The auditor doesn't seem to be getting worse, but they don't seem to be getting better either. Nix is actively filling in Salah by the time the others get up the... Yeah, so you guys come up and Priya says, you know, she was supposed to... Did you know this one was supposed to be in Gone, not here? And Salah said, oh, I just assumed that was a mistake. Augusta, again, wreathed in flame, but this time just pacing the floor. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I guess we could try it. Well, no, she should probably really deliver it personally. You know, we could take it off your hands, or you can... <laughs> No, that's... That's okay. Um, this was this was my my mission. I was sent here to find Salah, but my note was not for Salah, so then I went to go find Priya, and it turns out it's not for Priya either. It's for a different Priya, so now I have to go and find that Priya. So I guess that's what I'm going to do. God help anybody who gets in your way. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, that was uh, absolutely fantastic work down there, Augusta. Like, honestly. I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take a nap before I leave? Yeah, sure. He leaves you to sort of like a small bedroom, essentially, like probably like where he sleeps if he doesn't feel like going all the way home or something like that. But you can hear in the other room him and Priya arguing in that sort of way, like when your parents are arguing, but they don't want you to hear. So you can just hear them mumbling each other. And occasionally you hear like a word, but it's very forceful, like gone. She, she, but why didn't you? And back and forth arguing in there as you get a nap, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So Augusta, you have your nap and uh, you wake up. And a very almost sheepish Salah says, uh, I, uh, pack you some rations. That's it. That's, that's all. <laughs> oh, Nyx, like, digs into her pack and pulls out a grappling hook and her instant shelter and holds them out. Do I be handy? Thank you. Um, Salah? Yep. Uh, I hear that, uh, you accept IOUs for ciphers. That's the, uh... The way I've heard you do business. So if you could just load me up, I'll be on my way to go find the correct Priya. Okay. If you could just give me the best ones that you have on hand right now, that would be spectacular. (laughs) Okay. I'll build Loras. And so he goes and he gets you some cool ciphers. You have an injector, which has a fear poison in it. So when a victim gets injected with it, they flee in terror for one minute when threatened. Once. Amazing. 
And you also have a solid light retribution. It is a small box that when activated, metal spheres fly into the air and project a large shield of solid light that protects the user like a shield. Anyone who attacks the user and misses strikes the shield instead, creating a backlash of energy that does four points of intellect damage, ignoring armor. She'll take those and then Mm -hmm. just grab a couple of extras on the way out. Doesn't really care what they are, (laughs) just whatever's within arm's reach. And she leaves without saying anything to anyone, still covered in flame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and as you're heading out of town through the city, on the way out, you hear a small voice calling to you like, Hey, fire person. Yeah. Uh, Come here, I want to show you something. Who's talking right now? It's a very small piping voice. It looks to be short in the alley, and there seems to be almost like a glowing purplish to their eyes. Does this seem in any way familiar to me? No. Cool, I'll follow the voice. (laughs) Probably another friend, right? I've made so many friends today. Yeah. So as you are following that voice, you see a small figure. They're about the size of a child, like maybe if they were like eight or something like that, except this one is all wrinkled and and like drawn in on themselves. It's like if you pictured like something between an eight-year-old boy and an 80-year-old man, like in the same form somehow, except for the weird glowing purple smoke eyes. And they say, it sounds like you've had a rough time of it, and um, I have a friend who has a proposition for you. And that's where we'll end this episode. As the camera goes dark. Oh, man. All right, Daniel. We got to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Look, I don't hold grudges. But I'm going to hold a grudge this time. <laughs> but I have something about the, the episode that either, like, besides the fact that your Priya was in a different place, but... <laughs> or maybe including. But was there something that was, like, fun about being Augusta this episode that stood out to you? Oh, it was, it was all great. I really liked the, I don't know if it was intended to be confrontational, but the sort of like confrontational, like, you've done this before, right? Like this is, (laughs) (laughs) you know, my, my training has been more academic in nature. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that a great deal. And then of course, just getting to be a badass wielding fire is always fun. Yeah. Dude, you went Nova. Yeah. That tier five. Halo of Fire ability is crazy. Thank Daniel. He gave me the coolest shit. Yeah, it was it was real neat. It's a good time. Until right afterwards, then it wasn't a good time. <laughs> well, yeah. But up until Sorry then. about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just, at some point, it just became too funny to me, the idea that all of a sudden, like, you've been redirected once and twice and just, like, having it be the wrong person again. I, I feel like it's... Right, but it's like fitting, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it it was very poetic in nature. I appreciated that. Augusta's determined, but pissed about it. This could be mm. Augusta's very long, no good day, or whatever that. Mm. Uh, this is the start of her villain arc. I really think that's what this is. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, incidentally, these guys have a tendency of doing, like, basically generating villains um, across the landscape, essentially. <laughs> Look, we're trying to I feel like we have help with that. You guys antagonize every NPC you meet. Well, why are they all jerks? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so much fun playing with you, Diana. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me. This was a blast.
So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. And this week, it's our guest turn. So, Diana, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? Yeah, I would love to offer you guys an XP to check out Magica by Clive Barker. It's a wonderful book. It's my very, very favorite book. It has one of the most incredible world-building exercises. Like, it's just... It's so hard for me to describe to you because of what he made there. Mm-hmm. It's it's 900 pages long. It'll keep you entertained for a while. Clive Barker is an incredible author. I know he's known for Hellraiser and Books of Blood and all that great horror stuff. This is a slight divergence from there, more into the fantasy realms. Mm. But I take a lot of inspiration for it when I'm leading games. And I really think it's something that everyone could benefit from. Take a little something away from. So check that out. Cool. So that's a Magic Up by Clive Barker. I remember I found the book in like seventh or eighth grade and I tried to read it and I got like a third of the way in, but it was like a little too much for me. It's complicated. It's very complicated. Yeah. But it's so good. I've been trying to get back to it ever since. Well, now you have to give it a try because I'm going to haunt you about it. So, (laughs) so, you know, uh, (laughs) I've seen what you do to people. And I will get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of A Magica by Clive Barker or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, I've said it once, so I'll say it again, because I have to. FloresWanted.fm is our website where you can find all our shit. Our socials are some of the shit you can find. For example, we are at ExplorersWanted on Twitter. We are at ExplorersWanted Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a Discord, a lovely little Discord community. You can find it at ExplorersWanted.fm slash Discord. Also, if you'd like to uh, support us financially, and it is within your means, patreon.com slash explorers wanted, as well as our Dice Villia code Diehard Dice, Explorers Wanted, and get 10% off your order. Cool. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Like I said before, the best thing you could do is tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory. That really helps people find the show so that we can find more cool listeners like you. And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, do you feel that tingling in your spine, the tickling flutter of strange eyes? If so, stay very still and keep your gaze straight ahead. You hear anything? Sliding step across the floor or maybe a slow exhale of something? If not, you're probably fine. But sometimes it doesn't make any noise at all. So whatever you do, don't look around. That's when it gets you. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. I'm the thing behind you at Slam Potato. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And Diana, where can people find you? At D'Amico Diana. I'm not clever anymore. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much again, Diana, for playing with us. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I've never played a system before, and it was surprisingly easy, and you made it really cool to to jump in and try something new. So thank you so much for that. Awesome. And uh, for you, the listener, we hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.